0: Hello
1: everybody, welcome to the Generic Foiling Podcast.
0: Today you're joined by Prince Harry and Fred Dibner.
1: Yeah. Uh, For our 53% global rest of the listeners, as opposed to the UK guys, they probably don't know who Fred Dibner is, and they probably don't like Prince Harry. (laughs) 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 On arrival down to Bantham, where we've been for the last week, House sitting, we'll get onto that in a second. Um, The fridge magnets had been quite nicely displayed into, uh, well, the cover photo for this podcast, as hopefully everyone can see, by Mr. Richard of Kite Barn fame. So thank you for that. Welcome.
0: If you don't know who Fred Dibner is, you need to have a little YouTube legend.
1: Yeah, very much a legend. And it's not, well, is it just the name that is the representation of me? Or is the personality... It's the northern accent, it's the... He's a lot cheerier than I am, but...
0: He's got more of a can-do attitude than you do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm still having a good morning. We're having a good morning, so I need to make sure I keep it... Keep this positivity going before I start crashing. Freddie's
0: dangerous. We had a surf oil this morning early, and he's had two good ones in a row. And it was like being with a giddy child when we got back for breakfast.
1: The ego's just been pumped up quite a few times, hasn't it? So, yeah, welcome, everybody. Um... As mentioned, we are down in Bantham. Um, yeah, we're, we're down looking after Kite Barn Richard's house. He's away on a core kites trip, um, media trip in South Africa, a dealer meeting or something like that. And he's very kindly lent us, or asked us, well, the premises is we're looking after the cat, but realistically, that cat don't need, he don't need no man. He's <laughs> He can look after himself, can Prince Claude. But, it's a it's a nice thing for Richard to let us come down, look after the house, look after the cat, and basically allowing us to get in the water every single day whenever it's um, good, which it has been good pretty been much most days. It's this, been this. mixed. It's been great. We've been able to do literally every discipline we possibly could. So we moved in on Saturday. Nothing happened, and then we've had two kite surf wave sessions. Or th- no, you've had three. Yeah. We've had a kite foil session in some very sketchy conditions. I've had some. I've had one decent wing session and one that didn't have any wind. And then we've had what two prone foils. And this week looks and this all week's looks winging
0: banged. and kiting in the waves. There's swell and breeze and rain.
1: Yeah, so it's pretty good. It's a really good time for him to have gone away, which well for us anyway. Uh, so, we've got a little list. We're just going to have a little bit of a natter through today. It's a nice, chilled episode. Uh, I realise after Jeremy's episode the other day, two and a half hours, you're probably sick of listening to us a little bit. So, we'll just have a Feedback nice brief has one. Feedback's been
0: very good on that. If you haven't listened to that episode, get on it. It is worth the
1: time. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Jeremy's a great guy. So, it was good to chat with him. And it was good to chat with somebody of equal opinions, maybe. Um but in a You mean different...
0: willing to put their neck on the line and say the things? Yeah. For that reason, I've asked him for a little soundbite. Hopefully he gets it, if so, we'll put it in. Um, or at least an opinion on the whole code foil situation. Because I feel like that's a big thing that's bubbling away and is coming to fruition. But I don't really know much about what's going on. I can't tell if James Casey is a team rider, if he's a part owner. What is he in this situation? Yeah, because it sounds are in all the videos, they keep sort of referring to, oh, I'm now working with my friends. And I'm like, are you business partners? Or are you not? Do you oh, know, I don't know One of the guys so, is. Uh, what, Marcus, Marcus... Marcus
1: Tardrew is Sonova Foils designer, Sonova Boards designer. So obviously, Casey's good mates with them and has had them on his podcast quite a few times. And they are all good mates. And they've done, they've, I think, if I remember, I don't remember rightly, but. Um, just one of them, we go one on of here, them if got.
0: Not up to date with that. Basically, James Casey's left Axis Foils and joined Code Foils, which is this new thing that's popping up out of Australia.
1: And it's basically Sonova boards gone on by themselves. Oh, I say Sonova boards, because I think Marcus might just be, although he might have a part of Sonova, I think he's very much just the designer of the boards. He's been very much involved with downwind for downwind paddleboarding for a long time. Obviously, has then been involved with Casey designing his board with Sunovas from the downwind foiling side of things, but I think they've now got their own venture, and it's Marcus and his brother. I can't remember the name of his brother, but it sounds like they've just got a new venture. They're trying to they're roping in a their really good mate James, which obviously will help them get the, get it off the ground. I have no doubt it'll be brilliant kit. The stuff that is online at the moment looks smart, but it's. Well, yeah, wasn't it's just,
0: somebody telling us that? I'm sure I heard from somebody that basically James had his fastest sort of downwind times beaten by somebody and it was on Uh, Code Foil's gear.
1: Oh no, I don't know about that. It was Zane. I think Zane Zane Westwood's basically just schooled everybody on the Molokai downwind challenge. Was it Zane or was it one of the other guys? Anyway. We're very well informed Yeah, podcast (laughs) publishers, aren't we? We're doing really well well so far today. People come here for information and we just make it up as we go along anyway. One (laughs) of the things you've written down is the fact that we wanted to talk about, what, the GWA and the fact that it looks quite cool, but neither of us actually have a clue about any of it apart from what we see on Instagram. So yet again, we're misinformed. Don't take any of this (laughs) that we talk about as gospel. Take everything with a pinch of salt. Even if we sound as serious as anything, it's probably just opinion. What got us onto that anyway?
0: Code, foils. I want to know more about it. What's going on? And I, oh yes, <laughs> yeah, that's where I asked Jeremy for opinions, either whether he's used the gear, or even if he hasn't used the gear, he's probably got some idea of he's what's probably going seen on it. from an outside yeah, yeah, exactly. perspective, and I trust him to give us a honest.
1: Whereas you don't, want to, you don't want to ask James about it because now it's it's full sales mode potentially. Yeah, exactly. I don't know, Especially James. I get, I ownership. get, I don't know, because well, they'll try and they'll do what they do with it. It, it doesn't matter, but it'll be interesting to follow the story. Well, I mean, this this episode is all about me having good sessions. Oh, hello. <laughs> that's, that's, that's where we're at at the minute. We're trying to follow this enthusiasm through before it wanes in a minute, once the coffee runs off as well. Um, I enjoyed the kite foil. The kite foil we had. This Holy hell. This
0: was to Ireland. Yeah. 10 to 12 knots, perhaps?
1: Yeah, I, I don't really know wind strength.
0: It was one of those sessions kite foiling, for those of you that do it, where... As is often the case, as soon as you start cranking up wind, you know, you've got all that apparent wind and you're going, four, this is lovely. I've got loads of power. I've got loads of power. And then as soon as you either try and ride downwind and or crash and stop and you're just swimming around in the water with the kite in the air, do you realize that it is in fact not windy at all? Uh, And we went to South Milton and in combination of very little wind, there was also still quite a lot of groundswell. And if you were...
1: That was the combination that's, that's an issue. Oh, that, yeah. that, sorry, that is a combination that is an issue. When you've got wind, it's not really a problem. But the combination of having head high and over, overhead swell with the possibility of the kite falling out of the sky every two seconds.
0: It was just enough so that if you had your kite position spot on it would and stay you there. tracked at the exact perfect angle on the wave and you got both of those things correct, everything was golden. As soon as you either decided to turn, move the kite, got your angle slightly wrong, or there's a bit of a close-out section that you need to avoid or anything, you're going into full-on panic-do-something mode. It and only I took have... sort
1: of 5-10 minutes to think, this is this is sketchy. This is fun, but we're also dicing quite a fine line between this is good to this could go really bad really quickly.
0: Yeah, you felt like you were going through a cat's life every And the difficulty being...
1: Ways obviously we got off by the beach is fairly quiet fairly chilled you ride south milton in, in a low tide so it's fairly flat water but as soon as you get out into the open there's then big rocks in the middle of the bay there's swell that sort of forms around it but with how churned up the water is you can't and and the fact the rock formation is not really it's not one solid formation there's like spits of rocks all over the place with the fact that there's so much swell and turbulence around, you can't actually see too many of the rocks. So at some points, I mean, even when you lost your board at that main point, I thought, he's getting real close to where there could be rocks. And I know from from having ridden there before with Rich, more so further into the beach and closer to the cliffs between the two beaches, he's said there are rocks, random rock formations just in the middle by themselves. You need to be really careful about that entire spot. So coupled with... Overhead waves, or overhead swell, let's say, and a bit of breaking water. Very light winds. There's then a lot of rocks around as well. It was starting to become a little bit, not too sure about this. But we had some great waves.
0: We did. I noticed. We
1: survived as well.
0: I survived. I noticed an interesting thing. I was sort of messing around, and it's something I want to come back to and review. I was messing around, rocking quickly between sort of toe and heels. And on my way back in, this was, and I sort of thought to myself, and it was after the conversation with Jeremy as well when he was talking about stiffness of mast and connections that also has implications on pumping because if you're driving a lot of power down through the equipment and it's slightly off-centre and then the gear flexes, it's kind of going to bounce you off your technique and rhythm and stuff. And I was thinking about that whilst I was out there and felt a little bit of wobble in the gear. Um when very aggressively going from toe to heel and i thought maybe something was loose and checked it all and i'm wondering which seems odd for the sort of material because um, i'm on an aluminium mast and everything um but there was definitely a little bit of play at the bottom of the mast between the sort of mast connection and the wing uh, and the foil connection and i'm pretty sure that didn't used to be there and I would like to investigate that further because I'm one. I, I'm someone that takes the gear apart and puts it back together very regularly in combination with never rinsing it. So it's going back together with sand and all the rest of it. And I'm wondering whether, I don't know, I've effectively loosened that connection a little bit, whether that's from use, whether that's from taking it apart and putting it back together or not, or whether it's just something I've noticed now because I'm getting a bit better. I don't know.
1: don't know. I so couldn't, yeah, couldn't I uh, shall
0: report back, but it was it was something I definitely noticed. Not something I noticed whilst riding, like I had to specifically get quite aggressive and try and rock it to feel it. But then, if I could feel it, which I definitely could, it will inevitably therefore have an again, impact on riding.
1: O- overuse do those? It doesn't compress, does it? But it does it wiggle around in those areas. Yeah. If you if yeah, you loosen, it does move a tiny if bit. you have a little bit of bolt, I've always been quite curious of the the F1 setup because there's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of brands like the Axis where you've got that big fat doodad that sticks all well, the way. Well, the F1 into, has the same thing, but it's not quite as thick, is it? It doesn't quite. It doesn't go into. It, it very much more sits on uh, the fuselage to the to the what their doodad is. Um, Do you, yeah. It's not as heavily ingressed. You know, the, the, the we have a full slot. A lot of brands have slots, don't they? Like a Tuttle box almost. Uh, where it sits inside. You say
0: that, but more and more people are using that. I noticed Duotone have got a very similar system to the F1 now. Yeah, there's mm. another brand that does as well. But the difference is is that the F1 aluminium mast and bottom connection, well, the, the mast is thinner, isn't it, than the yeah. AXIS 1. It's more like the AXIS 16 than it is the 19.
1: Mm. I don't know. I don't know.
0: But no, I should report back. Kai Foy was good. Kai-foy Surf was running's really good. been good. We're both sort of feeling like we're actually back at the same level now as we were.
1: I th- I feel like I'm more comfortable. That session we had the other day,
0: that's g- true. Reliability was very Reliability.
1: High. I think I I missed two waves. The first, not missed, but um, when I went to catch a wave and popped up, I got. I only missed two pop ups. I only bailed, maybe even just the one. Everything else I got. If I got onto the wave, I stood up and I went.
0: So potential sponsors.
1: Yeah, Eddie yeah, Oldfield, if anyone wants to. Is yeah.
0: open, willing. Open and willing. He is obviously, you know, sales rep for a distributor, so there's <laughs> conflicts there, but his riding is. Well, we can get around that with five figures, right, so. Yeah, his riding is pretty phenomenal, so either he could retire from that or. Um,
1: it, or felt, if, it felt good because it wasn't, I wasn't expecting too much. I think I'd lowered my expectations and said, right, as long as I get a couple of waves, I'll be fine. Okay, I was trying to pump probably too early and I, I still, because you were, you were having some really long rides just down, down into the river mouth effectively and not bothering about pumping. I think we learned quite quickly that the pumping wasn't, you know, that, that's not what I ought to be progressing on now. But the actual riding the waves, just no problem at all. It's just making sure my feet are right. So I had, I've had a good amount of waves then, 10, 15 waves that session, 10, 15 wave, no, not, not this morning, but 10, 15 waves on the second session. Did I have a second session? Or was that today? (laughs) God knows. And we had a good session this morning. Actually managed to wake up early enough to go for a session and then come back to work.
0: The golden rule is?
1: I don't know. What is the golden rule?
0: Don't go for a challenging run Oh yeah, okay. prior to going any forwarding discipline that requires pumping.
1: But that's impressive that we've done all these sessions and we managed to go for a run. (laughs) But then, yeah, he did bitch and moan about not being able to pump the next morning because we went for a run. You were more tired than I was on that session. I was alright.
0: That's a nice excuse, isn't it? To have in your back pocket, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Well, was, you, you were already trying... You do do or you don't do it you, were already you do, trying,
1: do it. you were already trying with the excuses before we even got in the water, weren't you? We were walking down going, oof, my legs feel a bit tired. What's <laughs> up, <laughs> so, Liam? That's, that's, that's usually what I do. Um, and then I had a wing session. I want to talk about my wing session because the last time we, had a, we talked about a wing session, I discussed the fact that I was struggling to get the wing behind my back and I was struggling to ride the waves in onshore conditions because I was always riding into the wind and had, you know, some comments from you and, <clears throat> and Rich and, uh, and then also talking to Chris quite a bit because we were riding with him down at Damo when I noticed it last time and tried to put those things into practice. I ride in the wave and then just throwing, pushing the wing behind me and then keeping it super low so it wasn't catching the wind behind me whilst I was riding down the face of a wave. Oh God, I had a good session. I had such a good session, and I was getting so much better at being able to just let the wing kind of do what it wanted to do and maybe pass it, if it flipped over, pass it between my arms, hands, whatever, around my back. I did a couple around the backs as well, which was, always feels nice. It's very um,
0: convenient that no one was there to see it.
1: Well, this is what I maintain. I'm, I'm a better rider when you're not there. <laughs> <sighs> I, was, I, was, I, mean, I I mean I, I told you at the time I had, a, I had tacks both ways. And not just the occasional one. I was getting seventy-five, eighty percent of every tack that I went for, heel side and toe side, I was getting in the waves as well, on this swell. I was riding waves left, right, up, down I was mate, I was so good. I was so so good. And I and again I just sat there in the water being like, I cannot believe it was grim as hell and it was an evening time. I can't believe I'm the only one out here. I can't believe there's nobody else around.
0: What sponsor are you going to go for then? Because you're going to need multi gear now, isn't
1: there? Well, gear I'm not too fussed about. I'll go Patagucci, I reckon. I reckon mm. I'll go Patagucci, although I don't want to wear the wetsuits. Um, but I'll go for Patagonia. I'll do the standard Patagonia and Yeti. I'm over 30 now. <laughs> You've got to think this. You know, you're know, you only going to get those those sort of accounts. We said this to... Volkswagen um, or Porsche? Oh, I don't like Porsche. Porsche's not not for me. I think it's got to be VW because I still like the vans. Jaguar, Range Rover. <laughs> I used to work for them, but they're not very reliable. <laughs> Don't buy a Range Rover out of oh, warranty. Yeah, Your
0: will pass that. It's been amazing.
1: Yeah, that's true. No, that's not. No, VW. I'll go, I'll go for a van, I reckon. I mean, to be honest, if anyone's paying, I'll take Skoda. I'll take Kia. I could go Suzuki Swift. They're really popular around here. Oh, yep. no. What, what do we want? What's the 4x4? Uh, the Panda. No, not the Panda. The bloody... What did Jamie Knox have out in Ireland with the foil set up on top? This is The Jimny. The
0: Jimny, Yeah.
1: I want a Jimny. I want a, I do want a chimney. I think those new chimneys look gangster. No, I agree with that. New, no.
0: aren't those?
1: Nah, I don't like the old ones. The new ones are pretty good though. So I'll take a Jimny. But realistically, again, if it's five figures, oh, I'd do anything to be honest. It doesn't really matter.
0: Now that we're off for we should we talk about the rugby a bit?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, banging, banging weekend, wasn't it? It really. So to be fair though, it did disrupt our weekend quite a lot.
0: It did. It meant that we went in at the wrong tide times. Yeah. But
1: yesterday was Super Saturday. No, sorry. Saturday was Super Saturday. So this is the last weekend of the Six Nations, I'm sure 99% of you are all rugby fans that are listening. So we'll, we'll talk about this for a good 20, 25 minutes or something. Uh, Super Saturday is basically the last weekend of the Six Nations. There's three games. We did miss the first one. We missed Scotland, Italy, which was a shame because I watched the highlights yesterday and it did look like a good game. And I was surprised with the outcome. But um, then we watched the other two games. But yeah, because of those two games in the afternoon, we should have been getting in in the afternoon, but we just... Didn't and we got. In we in the never really st- had a
0: post rugby discussion, really, did we? Because the friends came round. What were your thoughts on the red card?
1: <sighs> what the red card! There was no way in hell that was. There was no way in hell that's a red card.
0: It is. It is a tricky one, isn't it? Because I completely sympathise with the head injury situation. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of sports where that's been an overlooked aspect of sport in general. And there's inevitably going to be long-term consequences. And certainly, I know it was affecting participation in schools and stuff like that for that sport. So I can understand why they've brought that to the limelight. But it does also feel a little bit woke, which is not at all where I've ever pictured rugby union.
1: My issue being when you listen to... Because they go through the spiel where the ref's talking about what just happened and they go for buzzwords like... Uh, direct contact to the head uh, above the shoulder no um, uh, reduction in I don't know I don't know height or whatever it is like that and it's like yeah okay the letter of the law is if it's direct contact to the face and it's from the shoulder or the arms the, the the fist is clenched as opposed to open or some shit like that okay that's the rule and if you, can, if you dissect it, that can work sometimes. But if he'd have just fucking opened his eyes and watched the video of Freddie Stewart being run into by a player...
0: Yeah, because it didn't appear that the ref actually watched it. He didn't watch did he? it at all. It just was... I, yeah. Just
1: pointless. And then, because it happened, what, 20 minutes into the game, 15 minutes into the game?
0: No, I was just before, the, just before half-time You're that.
1: like, well, that's it. Even if they managed to... I, I said this to you afterwards. What, what team, maybe the, maybe the All Blacks, has come back and beaten aside
0: as good as as good, well, as good
1: as Ireland, Ireland's number one team in the world. And that's the problem, isn't it? You're, you're playing the number one team in the world and suddenly in 30 minutes, for instance. I thought it did
0: phenomenally well in the second half. It did
1: phenomenally months. well. But what team can actually come back and win at that point? I, don't, I see I don't it as know a little bit for, like Chief,
0: manslaughter and murder.
1: Manslaughter. <laughs> yeah,
0: and murder. as in, you know, manslaughter, there was no intent yeah. and in this situation. There was no intent to no. floor the guy. No, it just happened. And especially when you watched it when they did the review at half-time and they showed the clip further back, it did actually look like he was going for a kick. And in the situation of about to get a ball to the face, you probably would flinch in the way that Well, he did. The,
1: everything he did, you would, you would not... Anyway, I'm going to get starting and really annoyed <laughs> if this start talking about this too much because it just pissed me off no end. Either way, we had a good Saturday night. We watched a load of rugby, but it did affect our foiling because we had to... You were going to write a sternly worded letter, weren't you, to... Uh, to the Six Nations to try. And- I was, yes,
0: I was actually the Six Nations organisers need to consider our schedule in the future, frankly.
1: Which is a bit of a pain. Um, so that's the sessions that we've had. Yeah. I mean, I had a, this this wing foil. I can't tell you enough how how good it was. <laughs> it really, really was good. So I've had a very positive week, which is nice, which is good because. Works. It's good that just we're recording this, still
0: because when things go sour in the future, I shall say, Freddie, listen back. Yeah, to listen back and 23 uh, listen, listen to
1: how, how happy you were. No, but this, this week we've got southwesterly winds, six foot swell, and 20 mile an hour all week. So I'm, I am looking forward, to, even though it's a bit grim and it's a bit grey, it's going to be a good week for, for sessions.
0: I wrote down a quote that Freddie said this morning after the session, and I'm now wondering whether this is because of rose-tinted glasses situation with you being so positive. Quote, I don't completely hate front flips on a foil. End quote.
1: And this is not me saying that we are anywhere near doing front flips on a foil. So we, what we're going to come on to is we've just been looking at a lot of the footage from the GWA events that's going on in Cape Verde at the minute, and we've I'd seen a little bit from the New Zealand event. But obviously, you know, you can't, you can't have a foiling Instagram account and not be shown freestyle shots occasionally. And I just keep seeing front flips on a foil, and I think they just... I think it's the whip. Because as soon as they sort of... I don't know how they engage the... As soon as they go into the air and then sheet in, or whatever it is that engages, they just whip over, and I just really like the look of it. But that's
0: always the cool in windsurfing. Is that what they call a front loop? Probably the problem is with that the land, is landing. They do just stop, sink, take ages to get going. Whereas, yeah, some of the I have seen a couple of the front flips now where they're actually managing to land and even just bounce up with one or two bounces. Yeah, and go. That's,
1: that, I'm, I'm, I'm not minding it. I it, hate it's to admit it. Some better. of
0: the wing freestyle are starting to look good.
1: They're doing a lot of the surf freestyle. I'm reasonably enjoying. I'm, I'm not minding the flips. It back into waves. I yeah, don't really I like. I don't like the threes. I don't like the rotations. I think the rotations are just a bit gangly and shit.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that.
1: Some of the like, uh, when, you, when you watch Kyle Enny doing it on a uh, surfboard, it looks pretty good. But a couple, I don't, of, I don't know if, know if it's front side good. or backside. I mean, side.
0: there's a lot of guys on the surf oil now doing 360s on the wave. Yeah, this is what and I, I mean. I appreciate how technically difficult it yeah, is. But I'm it like, just looks it doesn't sh- look when they, as good. Because they have hard
1: to, they have to like engage their arms. Yeah. And for anyone that isn't, well, we can't see me now, but I got my arms above my head. They are, they're having to flail their arms around to engage and begin the rotation in the first place. And I just think it looks a bit gash. So stop fucking doing that.
0: But what does appear to be nice, again, take this as a pinch of salt because um, we don't really know, but we will find out. Um, it looks as though, whereas the GWA, this is Global Wing Sports Association that organise some of the international events, it looks as though they've gone from having race category, surf freestyle category to having separate freestyle and surf categories they've also had the prone uh, event haven't they yeah i was
1: i was wondering that as we were so it it
0: starting to kick off
1: i think a lot of it is so we've, we've written some notes and we realize as writing these notes about these events we, we know nothing about it at all so again take it all with a pinch of salt it's just our opinions on it but it does look like it, it is growing we're in that point where the sport is growing that's foiling in general
0: and the conditions in Cape Verde from the clips I've seen on Instagram look pretty hectic. And the riders are willing to put themselves... You know, it goes to show what competition does, doesn't it? Because...
1: Is that where this Benoit Carpenter video came I from? I believe so. so if anyone, I've anyone seen? Hasn't I've seen, seen it, some yeah. pretty
0: hectic clips from um, the French RRD riders as well. Whatever they're called. So they're, something. they're all
1: out there. They're all riding. I don't think many of them went out to New Zealand. Obviously, that's a hell of, of a long, bloody way out for, for most of the European guys, and it does seem like a lot of it has been dominated by the European guys at the moment. A lot of the French, Italian, Spanish guys. Well, I want to see
0: Spanish how T1 gets on as this season progresses, having moved from F1 to Cabrera. I think he's gone. I reckon. Uh,
1: I think there's he. I think he's timed it perfectly to sign with a different brand, because I reckon his time in the in the spotlight is is. There's, Wait, a lot of, there's a lot of people catching up. There's a though, lot there? of if people catching up. If there was time to take a bit yeah. of a
0: check and secure a three-year contract or something, it yeah. was then. But I think it's having gone. said that, he's still phenomenally good. Yeah, 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 I'm sure he'll for sure be performing and he'll be podiuming in the racing if the gear is good, I'm almost certain. Yeah, no doubt. that um, He's still phenomenally good in the ways. But it's interesting, I've seen there hasn't been that much media yet. From him. From him on that gear. No, so Or at least the the sort of high-level winging media. Yeah. Um, I've seen a couple of clips in one of them looked good. You know, the, the, he looked quite at home on the gear. In another one, the wing looked pretty, you know, all over the place. And whether that was as a result of conditions and sort of wind direction in combination with swell direction or whether that wing is just not quite as stable as he's used to, because that is for sure one of the benefits of those strikes is they were always very good at just staying settled behind you and again um, neither
1: of us have tried this new Cabrina gear so we don't know do we
0: no 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 but i'm just you, you can tell a lot from the footage i think but it's interesting he's got a very like a very different style when you watch Kiahi using the Cabrina gear he always just makes it look fucking smooth and effortless whereas i just i saw one of the clips and i was just thinking to myself that's not quite what he looked like on no. the other gear obviously it's going to take a little bit of time so i'm quite excited to see how he goes through the season at the different events mm. Both what gear he uses as well for the racing and for the um, the surf and all the rest of it. I mean, we'll I'm do intrigued all by three it. disciplines if they're yeah. three separate disciplines now.
1: I'm intrigued to see all of it because I, I like the fact that it's combined with the GWA as well. So like we've already got um, GWA kite surf competitions going on out there at the same time. GWA. They must they must be pretty good events to be at. I would have thought purely because there's that much going on. I don't know. I've no idea again, but. There's you'd be, so many. You'd be willing top- to go, you, Freddie? I'd be willing to go, yeah, yeah if anyone wanted me to. Media. But this is... I was thinking we ought to be chatting to your mate Liam Dredge, who you know from, from Ruse Do, um, or Jim Gaunt, who was out there as well, who was working for G- G- GWA as well. People, the people want to hear it, Liam. The people want to hear the, the Generic Foiling <laughs> Podcast's commentary of these events. Can you imagine? This is shit. Who's that? That was shit.
0: <laughs> Who's that? That's... Camille, no, that's uh oh, She's cute.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it could be a, a very different take on the on the commentary, but there, it would be fun. It would be fun to be in, to, to go and interview a few of these guys. Although a lot of them, I think, are going to be pretty shit interviews. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of the right Nobody wants to listen to the riders, do they? How'd you get on? How's the kit? Yeah, it's pretty good. Goes real fast. Turns real good. Feels real nice, cool. Okay, how's the new brand you're on? Yeah, it feels pretty good. <laughs> Rides real fast. Goes left. Goes. Oh, shut up.
0: Freddie, you're not you're not selling us very well here. <laughs> well, I be think more that's positive. What... Remember, you've had some good sessions. Sorry, yeah, be I positive. had some
1: good. Keep keep the positivity. No, so it's, it's good to see the the sheer amount of footage and and. Uh... Shit that's coming out of those events as well. Like, there's a lot of media, which I think is only going to build what we're doing. Well,
0: it's an easy spot, isn't it? That one in Cape Verde. I can't remember what it's called, but it like breaks pretty close to the beach. And
1: I do think the um, the New Zealand one was good, though. Anyone that hasn't had a look,
0: you imagine that though, having all three disciplines and competing in all of them, you'd be bloody knackered.
1: Jeremy's replied about code foils, by the way.
0: Oh, and he says
1: he says I've never used them, mates. so definitely can't help you, unfortunately. Can't see myself trying one either. Uh. Yeah, he bumped into James once in the year, and we rode for the same brand, so it didn't really help. So we'll find out. Oh. They'll they'll get bigger and bigger. Um, um. What else are we talking about? GWA, yeah, good, liked it. Uh, We're going
0: to make more of an active effort to actually tune into those events in future.
1: Well, we need to, don't we? We need to be yeah. we need to be on we need to have our fingers on the pulse of the wing foil scene.
0: Why do wings have windows?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Liam and I were trying to come up with an idea of what we wanted to talk about t- today and I was very conscious that the majority of the episodes that we've had, we've had like a, or at least in the past, when we started, we wanted to talk about a specific technology of foiling, whether it's masts or fuselage lengths or board sizes.
0: Well, this is the problem with us doing it once a week, I think, I hope people appreciate it. Um, I think people appreciate it, but at the same time, it comes around so quickly and we're like,
1: oh, bloody hell, Jesus, oh, Christ. Nothing's changed since we last <laughs> talked. Yeah, maybe.
0: Um, why do wings have windows? That's what I want to know. Well, I see. So and the f-
1: the fun thing is here is you've always used a strike, which doesn't have windows, and I've always used a wasp, which does have windows. Do you ever look y- through the yes, windows? Yes, yes. For what? Don't know. People downwind window me. Do you actually?
0: I have do- I have done. I, I have How done. How many times?
1: I have... I could count them. I couldn't count them on one hand. I reckon I've looked at them more than ten times. I do use them, and I find it weird having gone on that strike the other day. But obviously you just get used to it and you just lift the fucking thing up, don't exactly.
0: you? Exactly.
1: But I have used them. And I can see it being maybe more prominent when racing becomes more of a thing around you.
0: I want to get who, who's gonna honestly answer? We need a designer to honestly answer whether or not that material is anywhere close to the performance for the weight. It just can't be. I cannot see any of those window materials being anywhere close to the performance of um, whatever it's called, not Dacron, but whatever the canopy is, that Tasian canopy. And it just seems mad to me in a high load position on the sale. And I, the reason I find it so interesting is having spoke to various people in your position where they're selling gear and brands are either making the choice to use windows or not use windows. It's an interesting marketing point for a start, but there's there's very different opinions.
1: The nice thing we had from Ozone when when um, the wasp came out, they just basically said why wouldn't we? What what's what's the reason why they wouldn't? I appreciate F1's ability to just go, "Nah, not fucking interested. Well, I assume you don't, it's you don't need a performance. Well, yeah, but if you can get away with Doing it and it doesn't make that much of an Im- impact. That was literally the conversation they had. Was like, well, why wouldn't we? You put them on because people want Windows. If the people don't want Windows, well, they just write oh, do it, don't, know, don't don't, don't use the Windows. The, the performance. Think
0: sport will get big enough where the brands will do it with both. Because I somebody else. Well, is- uh, Fly
1: surfer do that now. They they started with the Mojo with Windows and now they produce the Mojo Pure, which doesn't have Windows. Which is interesting because you'd imagine it should go. If there wasn't a benefit, down. you wouldn't do that Well, either. exactly.
0: If there was no downside to having the window. Well, nobody- price.
1: No, that's, I think that's mainly price. I haven't seen anybody really complain about... Once they've sussed out the initial, you've got to fold it up because the material was crap and it was cracking and a few brands had issues because the, the material just can't, couldn't handle it. But once they got over that, I don't really know what the downside is now. Because it hasn't seemed, it hasn't well, seemed to point, have impacted it just mine.
0: intrinsically, to me, seems like something that would be heavier, more fragile, mm. and less stiff. But if that's not the case, that's what I want. I want a definitive answer to that question.
1: I think what we're probably going to get is a lot of people messaging saying, I like windows. <laughs> I don't like windows. <laughs> Who, what brands make wings without windows? Apart from F1. So F1 don't make a wing with a window. Who else doesn't?
0: D- I don't know. I barely know.
1: Can... Cabrina got one? Huh? Do Cabrina have windows?
0: Yeah, the one I used did.
1: It's been one of those conversations where... I don't
0: even know if I agree with my own opinion because I had to go with that read in x-ply thing.
1: Yeah.
0: And that was very stiff. Like, it was definitely heavy. Oh, yeah. That's the thing. So when you say it doesn't make a difference, obviously that's the whole bloody thing. I could see why as a freestyler you would want that because pumping up onto the board, it was definitely responsive yeah. to like high-energy physical input but it was bloody heavy whenever you wanted to try and get on a wave and it was a bit of a pain in the arse in that aspect. It does make you wonder where...
1: Oh, there you go. There's a technology we can talk about, wing materials, because that's a big one that I don't know anything about and we can sort of spitball ideas on that as well.
0: <laughs> Why, well, just make it up?
1: Just make it up completely. Uh, it'd be good to have Rich here as well with that. But we, we ought to do a Wang Lords episode yeah, at some point talking better. about um, wing materials, because he's obviously in his, his head position as wing repairer man he knows what it's like and it does appear that you know this whole sls dhl what do they call it nowadays your tones what, what it's, it's that marketing reason to charge course. twice as much as anybody else d-lab is it d-lab which one's the one that's more expensive
0: the which is the okay radio material now the the no, Alula I've stuff is very it's, good things about the unit and i'd like to have a go exactly
1: so the, the unit is supposed to be very good but it's specifically materials so i think when it's the advantages of all this stuff, bearing in mind they're all like £1,800 now, these wings. And it's not to say more brands aren't going to do it. The materials are very good. They're very stiff. They're very, very lightweight. Performance is fantastic. But if it becomes easier to break, rip. you know, It I'm doesn't take as much abuse. I'm aware of issues
0: with the D-Lab. I'm aware that the, my experience, this is only my experience, of the SLS one. Which, this is
1: where I get confused, so I don't know the yeah, difference between the two. Yeah, the
0: SLS is their own one, which they call Penta TX, which is like slightly lighter. And I don't know how that really differs to um, Dacron and then the Alula material. But it's definitely lighter, but my experience has just been that it's a little bit more prone to pinprick holes. Yeah. Do you remember you used to get that yeah. quite a lot in the early days of kiting? And you haven't for years. Um, and therefore it wasn't really an issue when wings came out and they're using the same weight as Dacron as as kites use now and stuff like that. But I I am aware that, yeah, of of the handful of SLS stuff that I've used, I think. I don't it's, know whether that's the weave pattern or density of yeah. weave or how that works. So there's
1: there's definitely every, every brand is trying, aren't they, to, to produce different materials because I think it's fairly common and fairly obvious that the, the current materials that we've got aren't really hacking it and although wings are you know you can buy second hand wings and they'll still work and they still do the same job there's definitely a not an expiry date but a wearing out point where at the higher end of performance wings start bagging out especially if you start taking them in silly winds they're just going to start if you go getting... for
0: a swim at bantam in no wind and then have to um just <laughs> swim back in for the impact zone like exactly the other
1: day. and and now that the, the benoit Carpentier post that i mentioned uh, he just put up a video. I think he's out in Cape Verde. He got he gets munched in a very sizable wave. And there was somebody else popped up with with this the other day as well. As The more people start getting worked with their kit, the more pressures are going through all these wings, and, and that's where we're going to start.
0: Well, this is going to be a question. Getting a saggy kit. This is going to be a question for Mike on Wednesday, isn't it? So we're scheduled to have Mike Raper on, who is the brand director for North Foils. Yeah, so well, he's scheduled to come on anyway, and one of the things that I wanted to ask him about actually was how they are going to prioritize sort of durability and what is considered an acceptable number of hours of use at the moment at highest level of performance. Um, Because to be fair, looking at the, it's called the Nova, isn't it? The North one. I looked at the new Nova, which has not long been released. Um, Mike, you owe us some money for this. Uh, The new Nova, which has just been released compared to the last one, it looks so much better. Really? Just visually, I mean, you, do you know what I mean? You they did go for at, those square
1: tips, which are yeah, was that's, quite strange, that right?
0: boxiness has gone. They've sacked off so much of the. But, but the reason I bring this up is because they've sacked off a lot of the durability sort of reinforcement around like the leading edge frame and stuff. Yeah. So where they did have like bumper panels all around the leading edge, a lot of that's gone. So it's inevitably going to be a lot lighter. It just looks like a lot more sleek product. So I actually want to ask him about the... It you know in terms of the matrix of importance where does durability sit what every product that you ever design has an expected life cycle and these brands will know exactly what that is because it's it's very easy to make a lighter product by simply using lighter weight dacron lighter weight tajin cloth yes it might be a tiny bit tiny bit less stiff or whatever but it will feel really light but then inevitably it's going to be less durable blah 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 so it's going to be interesting to ask him how they Set and review those priorities when designing. Um, but I also bring it up to say that he's he's going to be a, well. He is a great guy, and he's going to be an interesting person to talk to. So if people have got questions, um, send them in, and we'll ask them.
1: Because they've just released a new surf foil specific surf foil setup. They're releasing been, a lot of gear. Uh, yeah, they're releasing a lot of gear, and it and it sounds like the gear is really good from people that have tried it. Um, They're obviously ploughing a lot of money into it as well, which is great for the industry in general. But it'd be good to know, yeah, if people are riding North Foils what they think of it already, and if they've got any questions for where North are directing um, the products towards, I guess.
0: Don't worry, this isn't a brand sellout plug, because we will also be asking him annoying questions like, how do you feel when you have to hang out with a bunch of team riders? And inevitably, some of them are really annoying.
1: We're trying to figure out between ourselves. So
0: what is the marketing budget at North (laughs) Foils?
1: We are trying to figure out how much we can ask before we <laughs> before we have him fly over from New Zealand and punch us both in the face. Um, I think there might have to be a, le- a level at some point, but anyway.
0: And then I also think that we should do a and a at some point. With who? Well, questions for us.
1: For us? Yeah, yeah. People don't want to know about us.
0: <laughs> Maybe they don't, in which case we'll not get any questions, but...
1: That'll be, that'll be depressing. That's what would depress me. All right, everybody, give us some questions.
0: Nothing. Well, we can do them for each other. What's your... <laughs> but that just, do you remember that? That just do gets remember offensive. the early days of kite. I specifically remember, and I won't name the brand, unless you pressure us online, then I'll tell you later, <laughs> um, when they used to have rider profiles on their website, and it used to literally have... What's your favourite pizza topping? What's your favourite movie? I think. And magazines used to do that. Do you remember? That yeah. was literally the state of
1: journalism. That's because team riders don't have personalities. <laughs> That's staying in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think I'm done for the day. I think, I think, I'm, I think I'm about <laughs> Before done. Before you say something, you should have... Before I say something really stupid.
0: That's what I think back to whenever I do like youth water sports camps in the summer and stuff and you're like struggling to get the group to engage with each other and, you know, get conversation going. I just think, what would that brand have asked its riders in the mid-2000s? Ah, oh, yeah, that's it. What's your favourite colour?
1: Well, I don't mind when you look at... Um, is it IK Surf or is it the kite mag that gets the other... <laughs> you
0: should probably get it right, though. I should
1: probably get it right, shouldn't I? Shit. One of the magazines in the industry uh, gets the other team riders on that brand to ask questions of... So they do an interview with a team rider. Say Tom Bridge did an interview. They get North riders to ask him questions about his riding or his style or his life or whatever. And I actually quite like that because then it's not just a barrage of... Multiple rubbish questions. As they're just—they're actually—they're really good. They are really good. This is me being positive, Liam. So don't laugh. Right. Uh, I do quite like that. If you do read any of that media, and I can't remember which magazine it is, I quite like those magazines because there is more of a Q and A. Um, because the editor or whoever's writing the piece generally goes, "Please, riders, send us in a question that you want to know," and everyone's generally got one question that they want to ask ask of somebody some, somewhere. If you compile all those questions, it ends up that's being quite, quite a nice little idea, interview. Actually. Whereas, what's your favourite pizza topping just gets controversial because I like Hawaiian pizzas. And then what, what was that all dirty Hellbreak's thing
0: you brought here on the first night? Just four cheeses or something?
1: Margarita, mate. Was it? It's just oh, a simple oh. margarita. It was a Goodfellas takeaway pizza from Tesco's. Mm. And it was very nice. Anyway, I think that's about it. We've exhausted the conversation for the day. We're going to have a pretty banging week of wind. So we're looking forward to getting out ourselves. And again, if anyone's out and about, we've had a few people down in the South Hams direction Did you make where like we you are. yesterday? I didn't because I never went out. I never made it off the, um, off the sofa yesterday because I was too tired from the week's activities. Uh, and then, yeah, we'll be talking to Mike later on in the week. So ping us your questions. Otherwise, we'll speak to you later on. Too
0: much? Too far? don't know. <laughs> Listen fuck back and see. I don't think you can leave in fuck dueto. That might be a step too far.